0: Suck my dick, I gotta cast the spell
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Cheap Smut My name is Katie Mizell And
0: my name is Carl Mizell And
1: this is a podcast that is back from hiatus Hello my love
0: Hi honey, how are you?
1: I feel so much better right now yeah. because I started saying the opening of the podcast. I know
0: it did. It did feel better. Our 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 son was being a bit of a turd. It's oh. he was tired. It's late. I get it. Yeah, you uh, got to
1: stay up five minutes past his bedtime, and that makes him an actual demon. I love him so much.
0: Yep. And and for those of you who have children uh, in your life, not just necessarily your children, if you've ever been around small children, they play this game where it's bedtime, and they will do literally anything to distract from the actual going. To the bed, yes. Um, and our son has is trying to become an expert at it, but his desire to stay up late and play games con- contradicts my autistic need for rigor and routine, and he loses. <laughs> I love him dearly, but he loses. But yes, I'm feeling great as well. It is so good to be back. Yes. We have been uh, doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes here in, in during the hiatus. Uh, we have started our Patreon. That is going, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you are hearing this a week in advance. What up?
1: you? How, how many are there? Six? There are seven. You seven beautiful bitches. You
0: seven beautiful bitches. Uh, welcome. And if you are not a Patreon subscriber, that's totally okay. You don't have to be. You're just getting this a week later Yeah, what's
1: up the rest of you beautiful bitches i'm Uh, not leaving you out
0: well exactly you you are all beautiful just some of you you are give
1: me a dollar i'll call you beautiful a week early exactly that's (laughs)
0: literally literally all it is we've got some fun stuff in the works we i want to tease that we are going to have our first special co-host guest at the end of the month uh, we'll tell you more about that as as the uh, date approaches. Uh, yeah, I, r- I really don't know what else to say. We've just been.
1: I mean, you're you're working on new logos. We got yep. cards so yep. we can do some guerrilla marketing and drop yep. cards places. We uh were st- were working on possibly a new project. Yeah. But we're not going to say anything about that until we know more. Yeah.
0: Oh, and how could I forget? We were invited to be guests at Sinful Signings East Coast 2024. Hell yes, uh,
1: in Roanoke. Virginia Roanoke right?
0: Virginia and I, September 22nd and 23rd I believe is are the dates but the good news is that we've got seven months to figure it yes, out yes yep. Um, sinful
1: has never had a podcast as a guest before we have never been a guest anywhere before we will figure this out together
0: anywhere we've never yeah. been a guest anywhere, anywhere.
1: and they are <laughs> in our lives such <laughs> yeah nope I've never been a guest in anyone's home yep. I have never been a guest
0: <laughs> you are going to regret yeah. the sinful signings
1: yeah no um They have been so wonderful and nice that I'm sure that it will be absolutely fine and we'll work it out. And it's going to be great. Yeah. I'm really, really excited.
0: It's going to be so... Season 2 of Cheap Smut is going to be just so fantastic. And with all of that said, is there anything else that you would like to lay out before we get this show on the figurative road?
1: I don't think so, man. Let's let's get into it. All
0: right. Let's do it. What do we have for everybody this week?
1: This week I read Initiation by Alethea Faust... Which is book one in the Sex Wizards series. It is available for four dollars and ninety nine cents, or through Kindle Unlimited, or uh, copies available through Lydia's website as well. I'm not uh, gonna do the usual trigger warning thing, so not the sex content. I will give you the triggers, but all the sex content is sort of laid out in the book as you come, like as you come upon it, like it's at the top of every chapter. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna tell you what we're dealing with when we get into it. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. But for our emotional well-being triggers, rape and sexual assault are key components of the conflict of this story. You can't avoid it or get around it. Um, So take care of yourself and don't read it if you know you can't handle that. Excuse me. And for our tropes, this is a polyam book. We have never done a polyam book before. We have done many why chooses, mm-hmm. but the key difference between a why choose and a polyamorous romance is that it, uh, uh, the why choose is a closed unit, right? Like, the characters will come in and out of this story because of the way that the world is built. There are no, like there's no closed unit. There are no, all the interpersonal relationships are deep and specific. It's a found family that fucks basically. So, <laughs> wow. yeah, it's kind of amazing. And I love it.
0: Plus the alliteration.
1: Oh, yeah. A found family that fucks. Fuck yeah. But this is a uh, it's a magic world. It's It's a fantasy world. And the magic system is a sex based magic system. So that's why. Yes. <laughs> oh, I know. It's amazing.
0: Uh, man.
1: It's so it's so brilliant. So that's why. There can there can be no closed system. It's part of the magic. It, it, when you need to ca- when you need to cast, you need to cast. <laughs> Do the fucking spell, well, I man. I was just gonna say, quick, suck my dick. I gotta cast the spell. Yes, <laughs> yeah. very much.
0: I know I'm jumping ahead, but that's the first
1: thing. I mean, <laughs> I thought. I mean, I have been eyeing this book for years. So I originally saw this book. I didn't realize right after it came out because i got back into reading in in philadelphia during the pandemic right and that is when the first book came out aletha started writing this during the pandemic mm. and i saw it and i didn't read it then and i regret it i regret it because it took yeah. me four years to read it from that moment three years and three and a half years yeah
0: you know it's almost four uh,
1: like <laughs> I could have had this I could have had this series in my life for a lot longer is what I'm saying oh my (laughs) I regret it I regret it
0: and that is a I I love that you said that because I know I've said this before I I, the beauty of art especially uh, is that it it doesn't matter when you discover it it's always new to you. You know, like if 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 you have somehow never heard the Beatles. Oh, yeah. And then the first time you hear the Beatles, Mm -hmm. it, it, it still can resonate with you. It's still new to you. And I love that feeling when you discover something like that, that you immediately love so much that you hate. You, you you secretly also hate that you didn't discover it sooner. Yeah. Because it could have been part of your life longer.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I regret not reading this book the very first time I saw it. But at the time I was like, Oh, it's so yeah, there's so much kink. I don't know if I I don't know how I feel. <laughs> I was not the same person <laughs> that I am now. <laughs> I have I have lived through the I have lived through the monster fucker wars <laughs> at this point. I've seen it all.
0: Dear Orpheus,
1: (laughs) (laughs) when will my wife come home from the smut wars?
0: (laughs) I will clutch this comically large clona willy like a war bride.
1: Just waiting for me to come home.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's in that comically large locked wardrobe? Don't don't worry about it,
1: (laughs) dearest Carl. I wish to say, I wish I could say I'm coming home to you soon, but a recent flanking of enemy fuckboys from the left <laughs> has forced us back. <laughs> There's no way out. We continue to clutch our Kindles in hope.
0: We may be outnumbered by the book boyfriends. <laughs> They have a giga chad.
1: A giga chad. Oh my god, fuck. Okay, we're going off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> the bits too deep. We we haven't even started the first book yet. Look at that.
0: Season 2 right off the bat oh, with fuck. a wild digression.
1: I swear to Christ. Okay. Um so <laughs> I also love that I I didn't I didn't read this book back then in a weird way because I got to read it for the show. Yeah. This book Felt like the perfect book to read to start season two. Because we started season one with A Lady of Rook's Grave Manor. Which was wild. Right? Yeah. This one is just as wild. It feels like a fantastic spiritual successor as the opener for the sh- like the season of the show. Yeah. And I'm very excited to tell you the story. So let's do it. Can't wait. Um, so our MC, our main character f- through whom we will see everyone else, is named Dom. Dom. Entire his name is Dom, and I, uh, but everybody calls him Dom. The entire books, the entire series, is told from Dom's perspective. Okay, he is a former woodland guide and hunter from Alethea. I have to know whether you did this on purpose, but I have to imagine you did the Hoboken Mountains. <laughs> and I sw- like I I hope I hope that what happened is some sometime a long time ago Alethea went Hoboken. Sounds like the name of a mountain range in a fantasy novel. And she kept it for years and just waited until she could put it into her book. <laughs> it,
0: what it really sounds like, depending on how you emphasize it, is it sounds like a long forgotten character. Like this is Hobo Ken. Oh, we don't talk about Hobo Ken. <laughs> Hobo Ken. Ken. I didn't see him in the Barbie movie. Yikes.
1: Yeah, man. They let Alan in. They
0: let Alan in. But not Hobo. They let Ken. Midge.
1: Midge. Oh, ah! <laughs> <laughs> we just continued her. Um <laughs> God, fuck, the Barbie movie is good. Okay, so Dom is a former woodland guide and hunter from the Hoboken Mountains, but he had to retire from that job after a bad arm break that he got while fighting a rabid wolf on the side of a cliff. Like, he fell off the side of of the mountain fighting a rabid wolf. And only broke his arm. And only broke his arm. Fuck yeah, Dom. Hell yeah, Dom. So he survived the fall, and he set the bone as best as he could, but... His arm is no longer properly functioning and he can't string a bow or pull the bow anymore. So,
0: but can he still masturbate?
1: Uh, yes. Specifically, it is mentioned in the book that he retrained himself to jack off with the other arm. Good to know. Yes. So, Dom has made his way, uh, a four-month journey down the Hoboken Mountains and through the lower, like, to the Wizards Towers at Stratham, the capital of wherever, wherever we are. <laughs> to wherever. To, to wherever, yep. <laughs> to, <laughs> to
0: the Trenton Plains. Yes, exactly. Or um, some other the city. Trenton Plains. <laughs> <laughs> the Hackensack Valley. <laughs> naming places in New Jersey now.
1: Just whatever the bad part of the the fantasy world is just called the interstate because the fucking interstate sucks. I hate driving in New Jersey. (laughs) So colloquially, the towers of the Wizards Towers of Stratham are called the Crux, and it's what it will be called for the rest of the book. He has come here because he was given a letter by a woman whom he had guided through part of her journey through the mountains. And also had sex with mm-hmm. while they were out there. He w- Her name was Alessande, and she gave him a letter to come to the Crux to give to the people in charge here. He put that off because he didn't... Th- he was like, what the fuck am I going to do with the Crux? I am just a poor p- poor p- country bumpkin. Yep. I'm going to continue my life in the woods until...
0: I am but a humble sex wizard. Yes.
1: <laughs> Tis I, the humble sex wizard. <laughs> Yeah, I but now, but now that he can no longer do his job, he has come to the crux oh. to, to get to do something. Okay. Um, he gets to the drawbridge at the edge of the crux and he meets a beautiful woman. He gives her the letter. The letter explains that Alessande has detected magical potential in him. And so he is welcome to study at the crux. The woman at the drawbridge takes him inside and like through some beautiful gardens and around it's 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 a very lush and gorgeous scene i'm not going to explain it all to you um
0: point of clarification so this woman that had led him or she let he he led, led
1: her through the mountains
0: she gave him the letter yes and told him to go
1: and told him to go to the crux to crux yes
0: he fucks so good yes that she was like, you need to go to wizard school. That
1: dick is magic. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Revealing.
1: Yeah. I I said this later in my notes, but I'm going to say it now because it's really funny and I've been waiting to say it for three days. Dom is a sexual Mary Sue. Okay. <laughs> He's the perfect lover. He's perfect. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, t- <laughs> so, yes, he got an invitation to dick wizard school. Even though he's not from a magical bloodline or royal or rich, which is where the magical bloodlines usually lie. The woman from the drawbridge leads him through the central atrium area of the crux into a tower where she leads him to a bedroom. This is now his room. It's very very plain, but it's got everything that he needs to survive. It's got a desk. It's got a bed. It's got a dresser. She gives him a a fresh pair of clothes and leads him to a bath. And he's like, this is the greatest. (laughs) And she asks if he has had his magical assessment or not. No, he has not. She will administer that assessment to him after he's been cleaned up because he's been traveling for four months and he's disgusting, right. you know, and all stinky. He asks what would happen if he doesn't pass the magical assessment. And she says, you can stay like we'll find something for you to do. Basically, uh, the current monarchy is vocally anti-magic. So nobody's coming to the Crux anymore. So if he wants to stay at the Crux, they'll figure out something (laughs) to do with him there.
0: Uh, You you handy in the kitchen? Yeah, Yeah, seriously.
1: How do you feel about, like, cleaning... Or doing laundry, yep. <laughs> or are you, anything. Are
0: you good with computers? Anything. Computers,
1: God, I wish. You know, this is this is high fantasy. There's no such thing as electricity here. <laughs> so he goes to take his bath. It's the this bathroom will feature heavily in the, in the series. It is a large public bathing area with several baths carved into the stone. Some are hot and some are cold. This room is for recovery <laughs> as much as it is for cleanliness. Yeah. So they have some cold baths there as well. He briefly speaks with one other wizard who looks like he has been beaten to shit. He gets into one of the cold baths and he is absolutely like thrashed. And Dom um, is stuck wondering what kind of magic will be worth getting your ass kicked. Dom doesn't know anything about magic though. So he doesn't know <laughs> that it's the fun kind of getting oh, your ass yeah, kicked. Yeah. Um, so he goes to meet the woman from the drawbridge. Her name is... Galiva, okay and she will be administering his assessment she takes him to a spare room tells him to strip down because they're gonna have sex now and he will act as a conduit as she casts a spell in the magical school of abjuration the school of magic that blocks banishes or protects casting methods include rope bondage domination and submission And that's how we find the sex content through the book. All right. At the top of the chapter, it just tells you what you're in for. So Dom is initially taken aback and she's like, oh, if you don't want to or if you don't like to have sex, that's fine. We don't have to do any of this. And he's like, no, we're doing it. I just didn't expect an incredibly beautiful woman to be like strip.
0: Yep. Um, (laughs) It's time for your test. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so he strips down and she has him kneel on a pillow and explains to him the most important rule of the crux. He can say stop at any time and he and she will stop immediately. If anyone ignores your stop, they will be expelled from the school. No tolerance policy. Consent is at the top of the order for the crux.
0: Fuck Title Nine. That's what you do. Right Seriously. There. <laughs> stop. Yep. Sorry, didn't did mean <laughs> didn't mean to get deeply political. There
1: it should be that fucking easy, though. Fuck Title Nine, actually, in a lot of ways. And then, okay, so <laughs> with great care and expert instruction, b- because every master, she is a master. She is a master of several different schools of magic. Every master is an incredible leader in their in their sexual exploitation okay. of. Of their conduit it, it, is, it is exploitation because they are actually getting energy and magic out of it, but it's not bad. Yeah. But it's the only word I can think of is it is exploitation.
0: Well, no, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it gets a bad rap. Yeah. But, you know, to exploit something, yeah, you know.
1: Exactly. But in exploiting that magic, they are all in, incredibly careful, lovely, wonderful, consent seeking, instructive, right? Fantastic. So she blindfolds him and then binds him in an intricate shibari until he is locked in position kneeling on the ground with his hands locked behind his back
0: now i know we've mentioned the word before but for our listeners who might not know what that is what is shibari
1: shibari is a japanese rope tying sexual sensual art technique it is beautiful it takes a long time to master it is both an art as well as a sexual act it's very cool. Got it. Yes. So continuing consent throughout, she fingers his ass, then she places a prostate massager in there, and finally she places a smooth stone cock ring around his dick. <sighs> wow. The whole time, there's like this sort of, man. he can feel the sort of like magical energy that's sort of flo- flowing around the room. But then as soon as the, the cock ring is placed, it focuses on his dick and it feels like it's like crackling, almost like there's energy. Yikes! He, he finds it pl- a pleasant <laughs> sensation. I don't know. It feels
0: like my dick licked a nine volt. Yeah,
1: right. So he's, at this point, he's sort of all messy and he's tied up and <laughs> <Yeah>. he... <laughs> She tells him that the more energy they can build up through this, like, th- through this play, the the stronger the spell is going to be. Okay. Um, so that's why she's sort of sexually torturing him. That's how I think of this every single like
0: M- magical edging.
1: Yeah, magical edge. Well some of it is actually like like <laughs> edging torture. But anyway, so she eventually what ends up happening is she rides him until they climax together. She releases him, she checks on him, she does the aftercare and makes sure he's okay. And then she presents him with his very first spell. So those those rings those rings are what houses the spell inside of them. <laughs> what Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey man, this thing is full of magical energy. I'm going to put it on my dick. Yep.
1: <laughs> Let's see what happens. Or up your ass because there are <laughs> bead versions. <laughs> yes. 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 Isn't it fucking amazing? Isn't it so good? And I
0: hope that there so does that by for for our folks uh with vaginas, do yep. we we have like uh magical dildos? Yes. Yes, of course. So
1: many magical dildos. I fi-
0: so I, many. I, I I figured you would.
1: Absolutely. So these these rings or beads are called focuses. They house the spell that you create while you're fucking. Wizards keep those spells around their necks on leather cords. And the more cords they have, the higher mastery they have achieved.
0: So you can see if if somebody's wearing their necklace, you can literally tell if that guy fucks.
1: If, <laughs> if someone, by virtue of wearing a necklace, that guy fucks. Yeah. But you can tell how good that guy is at fucking or that person is at fucking and the various kinds of fucking (laughs) they are good at. (laughs) And I wish that I could walk around with a label on myself, not necessarily to talk about how good I am at fucking, but just to be like, I don't know, like I'm sensitive and allergic to coconut oil. Like, I just don't want (laughs) to have to tell people these things. I want to just display them on my (laughs) person.
0: I was going to say, they ain't made a necklace big enough for you, honey. Oh, fuck.
1: No, not. (laughs) You're so sweet. So the spell that they have created in this assessment that they just did. (laughs) Did I pass? (laughs) Right. God, yes. Yeah, you passed. Yeah, yeah, you passed. Is a protective shield with illusory camouflage. So I don't know exactly what combination of things did what, but it does start to it starts to make sense as you read it. Like they do like if they need if they need a spell that's going to hurt somebody, that's BDSM (laughs) like that makes sense Mm -hmm. almost.
0: But 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 the resulting spell can be potentially stronger. Or weaker, given the performance. Yes, I love that. Yeah, that to me is a mat. I, I I love that because it sounds like an excellent video game mechanic, where like, you know, like I love to play Slay of the Spire.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Your spells strongest if your fuck meters full.
0: But when no, you... no. But not just that. But what I mean is like, like in Slay of the Spire, you can eventually like you get new cards, but sometimes you can immediately get an upgraded version of the card. So I love that. Like, oh, you can get this spell but mm-hmm. if you perform well during this assessment you can actually potentially get a stronger version of it if you do this this trial well now I'm not saying I want to play a video game where I fuck and get magical spells <laughs> but I just love the idea that like you could have a trial and the reward could be improved upon based on your performance I like that
1: yeah yeah
0: that's good maybe like an M- MLB the show instead of getting a car like getting a fully parallel fived card oh. instead of just a basic ass card right off the bat. Sure. Because yeah. you did so good.
1: Because you did such a good job. Yep. Yeah. I love it. Well done. Well done. Oh, you can also, with these, you can do more than one spell at a time. Wow. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at one point, I think the most the most cock rings Dom has on is like five at once. <laughs> you make five spells at one time. On, on his dick? On his dick. What? Yeah. Yeah. So, Dom goes to sleep. The next day, he gets up. He goes to breakfast. He meets Galiva in the mess hall again, and she tells him how the crux works. So... Like, once he's been there for a month, he'll start getting a stipend so that he can start buying his own clothes and things. But for now, they'll provide him with clothes. All the food is provided. Obviously, the board is provided. Um, The room is provided. And then she starts teaching him about how to identify people based on the colored ribbons on their sleeves. So all wizards wear a black robe. And then they have colored ribbons that are sewn onto mm. their sleeves down by the cuff, and those colors represent what schools of magic they have mastery in, yeah, so there are like I think eight total schools of magic if you have all eight ribbons, you are the grandmaster. yeah um <laughs> i uh and it's just so it's great, um, so Galiva has three already mm. she is she is a master in three different magic schools already. So I, good for her.
0: I would I would hate the the cafeteria because I would just be sitting there wondering who in who amongst us had magical butt plugs, at the time.
1: At the time, yeah. oh, I was gonna say like everybody's had one in them. Oh yeah, at sh- some point for yeah. sure. But, but at the moment, yeah. Maybe you could just ask. I wonder. Hey, you packing? You're just like, <laughs> are you packing? You holding? Are you packed?
0: <laughs> are you holding? <laughs> Do you have something up your ass at present?
1: (laughs) Raise raise your hand if you're stuffed. (laughs) Now raise your hand if you're double stuffed.
0: Oh,
1: Oh, good for you, Astrid. (laughs) She's really popular. Yeah. Oh, okay. So... During this scene, Dom also meets a woman named Marguerite, who is a ram woman. She has, like, horns and, like, really cute ears. She looks very similar to...
0: I can't remember her name. Goat girl. Goat girl. Yeah, I can't remember the character's (laughs) name. I can't remember
1: her name. Fuck. Yeah, and she is a master of divination. Dom is like, I would love to learn about divination. She's like, all right, come by tomorrow. Right, exactly. Uh, (laughs) Oh, my God, the pickup
0: lines. Yeah, seriously.
1: After that conversation Galeva explains to him that he can pick any school of magic to begin trying mastery in uh, but until he decides he is going to be a conduit. You know, he'll get a, he'll get a taste for every flavor of magic in the school if he wants to. But first what she's going to do is take him upstairs to meet Oleric, who is the hot guy who got his ass kicked the night mm-hmm. before that Dom met in the baths. Oleric is a master and prefers Evocation, uh, which is the school of magic that taps into and manipulates energy. Casting methods include impact play, sensation play, and pain play. Galiva then gifts Dom to Alaric. <laughs> and Dom's like, I'm sorry, gifts me, but. M- really she's just like this is my new friend yeah. Dom he's real good at fucking you want to meet him and um, Alaric promises that he will be as gentle as evocation allows if Dom agrees to help them with a spell Dom agrees to do so and Galiva sits down to watch Dom's arms are tied together again but he is attached to a carabiner in the ceiling so his arms are above his head and while this is all happening Dom is sort of contemplating the fact that he's not opposed to having sex with men he just never has before mm-hmm. so this should be interesting. At least Ulbrich is super hot, and when Ulbrick learns that Dom has never had sex with a man before, he gets very excited. like likey.
0: <laughs>
1: so, after the consents are all applied and comforts are given, there is spanking, flogging, a large glass bulb is placed <laughs> into dom's ass uh, and when activated it feels like a mass of glass balls are rotating inside of his body
0: <laughs> uh, which is an
1: incredible thought i'd never mm. ever in my life
0: not the word i was thinking but it's so fresh and new uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm experiencing a sensation altogether new to me and frankly i like it <laughs>
1: exactly and then last but not least uh, Oleric places four focus rings on Dom's cock. Was he... Uh, Oleric Ulbricht. Like, w- Jesus, Catherine. Uh, or,
0: was, was it like a ring toss?
1: Oh, that would be fun. But no, because they got to be pretty tight. So <laughs> yeah, that's, not, that's so true. it's not going to be... Yeah. Uh, so then Olbrick flogs Dom. Uh, Dom absolutely loves this and falls into what would be called in the kink world of our world as a subspace um, which is sort of a uh sort of high that happens Mm. when you submit especially in pain play because of the like adrenaline dump Mm. that happens to deal with the pain so in our world we would call this subspace in this world they call it con space or conduit space um where you get all floaty and kind of high dom enjoys this experience a lot finally when he cannot take any more he finally asks you know to be you know please stop now olbrick fucks dom until they both finish then there's aftercare and olbrick congratulates dom on charging four focuses at once on his second day (coughs) at the crux He has a very strong magic potential, Ulbricht says. Dom then wants to know what spell they just made. So they go out into the woods. They get dressed first. And then they go out into (laughs) the woods. And Ulbricht shows him how to activate. A spell works by just holding it. If you need it, it'll activate itself. So he's like, okay, hold on to this. And then he shoves him super hard. And the attack on his body activates the spell. And Ulbricht is pushed back 10 feet. So he's just pushed away and Ulbrich is very excited to note because he added some choking while they were fucking he's also winded now so if you add extra elements like airplay you're gonna get extra elements like being able to knock the breath out of an enemy again very interesting again magnificent so cool I
0: love I love the idea that you can just custom craft
1: yeah absolutely that's Beautiful. Yes, it's beautiful. So then Ulbricht then gifts Dom another one of these spells as congratulations and uh, takes him to go get the proper aftercare that he needs after having his ass beat in the baths. And there's a lovely aftercare scene of brick rubbing him down with ointment and they have a conversation and they the, the, their relationship is very sweet and lovey-dovey. Mm-hmm. Dom spends the rest of the evening reading books. It's not all about fucking. There is also some learning to be done, and he starts, you know, getting into the actual like meat and potatoes of being at wizard school. <laughs>
0: Wait, you mean it's not just all fucking? Oh, this is lame.
1: Yep. Oh, also at some point, uh, Galiva did gift him with a focus that he gets to keep forever, and that protects him from all STIs. Wow. Just so y'all know. Wow. Um, everything is unprotected unprotected in our sense magically protected no pregnancies no stis fantastic i love it the next day dom goes for his divination training with marguerite divination is the school of magic that can discern the truths of the past present or future casting methods include full sensory deprivation body worship and edging so this is the coolest scene in the entire book And if you don't read this book for anything else except for the first divination scene, please read it. Because this is the coolest shit I have ever seen. Okay, so the divination is interesting. They are in this dark and quiet room with these two big pillars made of that same stone, um, which is called Magelline, by the way. The stone is called Magelline, the white stone that keeps magic. He strips down and stands in between those two pillars. And then Marguerite guides a slowly moving magical silver mist up his body. To him, it feels like a liquid. It coats his body very lightly in a uh, sort of glittering silver sheen. But once it touches him, he cannot move anymore. It goes all the way up his body until it covers his entire body, his head, his face. He can breathe. But he can't make any sound and he can barely hear. He can't see. And it's like he's floating in space. The only thing that is keeping him from completely like losing all touch with reality is Marguerite touching his arm. And what eventually ends up happening over the course of her training him in the next couple of hours is he spends first five minutes and then 15 minutes and then an entire hour encased inside of this. It's like floating in a sensory deprivation tank for an hour except there's a woman edging you the entire time
0: <laughs> i was waiting for yeah. the hook yeah right because right now it sounds horrific it sounds to me. wild
1: and horrific and yes it's not it's not they say it several times in the book even like it's not a school of magic everybody wants to get involved in because it's terrifying mm-hmm. Galivo originally wanted to be a divination caster and she can't do it. She has panic attacks when she gets into the silver. Makes perfect sense. But Dom, like I said, he's a sexual Mary Sue. He can handle anything. So an entire hour he goes completely insane inside of the Silver. There's, you know, sucking and fucking and ass play and just like shit goes nuts for an hour. And then it finally, finally he gets to come. And when he does, he has a full on vision. (laughs) inside of the silver so the divination worked that's how it's supposed to work yeah he sees Alessande in chains being held captive when he comes out of the silver Marguerite checks in with him he tells her that he saw something she tries to do some aftercare but he's like no this is I need to tell you what happened when she hears it they immediately go to meet Grandmaster Arlen who is the grandmaster of wizardry? He is in charge of the entire crux, and he has been given power by the king over all matters regarding wizardry. He is the highest power there is in the wizarding world. His name is Arlen. He's a nice dude. He's a big fucking bear. Okay. He's a big, big beefy guy. Arlen explains to Dom that. Masters have been going missing while out of the crook on missions, and they have been entirely unsuccessful in trapping in tracking any of them down. What Dom saw in the silver is the first thing that they have been able to find in almost a year of wizards going missing. And they theorize that it's because Alessande went missing shortly after she left Dom, so he was probably the last person to have sex with her. Mm. So he has that connection to her. So now they're going to start pulling all of the other wizards who may have been the last partners of the missing wizards to get more clues. Okay. Marguerite leaves to start that plan. Arlen and Dom then have a conversation. Arlen tells Dom that he's impressed with him. He's only been there for two days and he's already cast two, like three spells and like, (laughs) I hear you're quite promising. Yeah. But then he does, he, he tells Dom to pull back pull back a little because new adepts can get a little like they can get a little too excitable. They can end up hurting themselves. They can end up saying yes to things that they wouldn't Mm. because they're too excited about all the new stuff. Dom gets a little cocky and is like, I think I can handle it. Mm. Arlen puts a cock cage on him instead. (laughs) All right. This is the one time in the book where I was like, um, excuse me, consent. You did not ask to put the cock cage on him. Yeah. But of course, I do know that if Dom had said, take that off of me, it would have come off of him. Right. So, okay. Arlen is now teaching Dom about conjuration, the school of magic that creates matter out of thin air. Casting methods include periods of chastity followed by masturbation. Dom will now be in the cock cage for five days. Yeah. He's not allowed to do anything. It prevents him from getting an erection, obviously, so he can't. He can't do anything That's and upsetting <laughs> yeah but don't worry Arlen says don't worry because it's a really really great once you're done yeah like it's worth it so the next day Dom talks with Galiva about his week traveling with Alessandra and realizes something that he had, did not know to look for previously and that is that when he knew Alessandra she did not have her wizard's necklace on her somebody must have stolen it from her uh, because there's no other reason why she would take it off while traveling. Mm-hmm. So now they have the possible information that someone is stealing wizard- stealing magic from wizards. Galeva then invites Dom to observe and ass- assist on a spell that she is working on with Ulbrich. And this shit, this was absolutely fucking wild. Okay, so she she put Ulbrich on top of two stacks of, of wooden boards, five deep. Mm-hmm. So he was up off of the ground about a foot or so. Then she tied him up like really intricately to the ceiling and hung him from the ceiling. And then she stuck a dildo on a metal rod just under his ass. So he was like just sat on top of it. Yeah. And then she beat the shit out of him with a cane. And every time he flinched or or tried to move, she would take blocks out from under him until he was hanging from the ceiling with the dildo up his ass. It's
0: like a weird it's like the dildo of damocles.
1: I, do-
0: <laughs> I think I'm using that right.
1: The dildo of damocles is the funniest thing you've ever fucking said. Thank you. It's I don't I don't think it is. I don't think it's the right way. That nah. you're using it? Well, I no, I mean, the sort
0: is- of Damocles, it's like it's like, it's like this, this thing that's constantly hanging over your head. Uh, yeah. Uh, so it, uh, The this deal of Damocles is, is
1: something that's constantly pushing yeah, into yeah, your ass? Something
0: that's constantly under your ass. <laughs> <I could> just- <laughs> it's
1: yeah, like okay, okay, in theory, it's the CS. It's the same sort of function. Yeah, okay, I, get I, it, I now, get it. Now, look,
0: feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, somebody who knows this better than I do, but uh, if nothing else, it got a great laugh from my wife.
1: It was very, very good. Anyway, once they finish this Dildo of Damocles sex act, they now have five high-powered containment spells with built-in interrogation torture magic. Uh, So all all this getting your ass beat with the Damocles dildo, it, there's a good reason for it. But also Ulbrick loves getting his ass beat. So yeah. he's here for a good time. Afterward, Dom is the one to provide aftercare to Ulbrick, and they spend some time together in the baths, including a really fantastic kiss. And they're building a relationship outside of what they do for magic. The next day, Dom, Gal, Ulbrich, and a new friend named Kinkasi all go to town for a drink. Kinkasi is a mave, which in this world seems to be a bit like a fairy. Ethereally beautiful, tall, slender, entirely androgenic, and intersects with both sets of genitalia. Whoa. Yeah. Well, Maeve. Uh, their name is Ken Kassi. Oh, that Ken Kassi is yeah. a Maeve. Yes, they I are thinking, Maeve. They are a Maeve. Thank you.
0: Yeah. I, I was, I, I, the name, Maeve is a name and I got <laughs> confused. Ken Kassi.
1: Yes. They are fantastic. I love them very much because they have this incredibly droll and dry sense of humor. Mm. Nobody understands them quite right because they're, they're fae, you know. They're yeah. they come from the islands, and they're all beautiful and strange. I loved. I love Kankasi. Kankasi uh, is coming out to drink because they are celebrating their mastery that they were just awarded in Transfiguration good for you ken Kossi. we'll talk about transfiguration more later i'm sure we will um at the end of the night dom and olbrick have this really cute sweet like snuggly drunken scene where they're dom's just trying to get olbrick into bed it was very very <laughs> cute just to go to sleep that time <laughs> She's like get just fa- go to sleep olbrick go to sleep five days later Conjuration celibacy is finally done. Dom gets up, goes to breakfast, and then immediately goes to Arlen's office. Right. Get this fucking thing off of me. <laughs> and it's time for the brown chickens and brown cows. The Arlen fucks the absolute shit out of Dom until he is satisfied, but it's like slow and torturous. Arlen is an incredibly methodical person. Okay. And he's sort of cold and distant. Not because he's cruel, he that's just his personality. Mm-hmm. Um, so he fucks like a machine. <laughs> And Dom isn't entirely sure that he can take it until finally the cage does come off. Arlen places four anal bead focuses into Dom's ass. Dom jacks it. They pull them out. And after he, he comes down, like he's like, you were absolutely right. That was totally worth it. That was amazing. And Arlen makes sure that he is okay. All Dom wants to know is what the fuck kind of spell they just made. So they go out to the fields. Arlen hands him the spell and says activate it and he gets his familiar Dom just cast his familiar and on the first try too very good job so his familiar is an ethereal giant wolf the the spirit of the exact wolf that almost killed him Mm -hmm. that he had to kill in order to survive is now his familiar except she is now healthy and well because she's no longer rabid oh good and they have a lovely relationship him and his ghost dog great movie yeah this is a good movie this has this now concludes domini's first week at the crux uh, and he falls asleep with his magical wolf at his feet the next day Galeva offers to try and fix his bu- his bad arm after hearing the stork from olbrick everybody in the crux is a horrible gossip don't tell them anything you don't want everyone to know because <laughs> dom told olbrick and Galeva knew the next day of course. <laughs> so she can fix him, but to do that, she needs to do direct-to-body corpomancy, which is the school of magic that controls the forces of life, death, and healing. Casting methods include piercing and blood play. Aww. This is not a sexual scene. As Galiva points out in the scene, most people can't get it up while you're hurting them. Not like that. But there is a certain kind of subspace or con space that you can get into while someone is to the best of their ability caring for you while like methodically hurting you Mm -hmm. and that's what happens so she places 20 very large Sort of acupunctury sounding needles down his arm, and then suddenly he feels incredibly warm, and there is no pain, but he hears a harsh crack, everything extends the muscles release, and he is well again. She fixes him well absolutely. then he goes out to restring his bow and is ecstatic to learn that he can still. He still has incredible aim. So he goes out and he shoots a shit ton of arrows into a tree all day until he's like, fuck yes, a thing I know I can do for sure. Right. And then Ulbricht comes out to see him. They spend some time together. This scene was very sweet. It was very emotional. It's not all about sex at the crux, but also it is because they do fuck in the field. Yeah. I was it's gonna just say. not all about magic sex. Yeah. It's, this was just interpersonal, sweet. Yeah. emotional sex
0: i hope they carry like field wipes or something while they're out there I like know, right? <laughs> like There's we've something. been out here for three weeks and now we need a new spell something. but I we think are th- I think ripe. in
1: that scene Ulbrich uses a conjuration just to get lube yeah so there has to be something Afterward, Ulbricht gets up and gets himself all ready to go and says goodbye to Dom because he is off uh, on a mission. He is going to lo- you to guard a local gold mine that's been having some problems. And then Dom spends a morning with Kinkasi learning about transmutation magic, the school of magic that transforms and modifies matter. Casting methods include objectification and role play. Have you ever heard of pony play, Carl?
0: I certainly have not.
1: All right. Um, so pony play. Is exactly what it sounds like. Probably, it is a kink wherein a person dresses as a horse.
0: Oh, I, I thought it would be more s- clever than that. But there you go. Sometimes, uh, yeah, let's call it what it is.
1: Yeah. Let me, uh, let me find you a picture of when I say dresses as a horse. I want you to know what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, I, I, they're obviously not wearing like half of a horse costume.
0: No, they're probably just wearing one of those weird, you know, like uh, horse masks. Like Buckets the Drummer. Or like every frat boy from like 2008 to 2015. Ah. Or oh. my cousin who used to live with us who just liked to wear it to upset me.
1: Okay, so here, here is a leather Pony Play horse mask. Oh, okay. It's intricate, yeah, bespoke horse accessories for people. Yeah. So what Kinkasi does is puts him in a specialized saddle, specialized shoes, a bit and bridle and a butt plug with a horse tail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pin the tail on the uh, on the magic student.
1: On the conduit. On the conduit. Or the um adept.
0: Adept. That was the word I was. Pin the tail
1: for. on the adept. Yep. Um so <laughs> he, Dom be, like I said being the sexual Mary Sue that he is finds uh the pony play it's pretty great. He takes to it pretty well, and he spends the morning um, hornily being walked around the courtyard on a long lead and being hooked up to a cart and walking through the woods. Being um,
0: fed oats and sugar cubes.
1: After, after they're done and Kinkasi leads him back into the courtyard, they take off his um, his saddle and all of his equipment, they wipe him down exactly as you would with a horse. <laughs> you know, you have to take care of them yep. and then they fuck. <laughs> they oh. absolutely fuck. They have to fuck. I
0: was going to say you ha- at that point, I feel like all that I did all this work.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, This is the scene where Dom gets five focuses on his dick, and he fucks Kinkasi, and he loses one of them in their vagina. (laughs) So then he has to flip them over and finger them. But it's too high up there, so then he has to start jacking their dick at the same time until he can get them to come again, so that it'll it'll come back. To, obviously, this was just to get the focus. It was not because we wanted to make our partner come some more.
0: Absolutely not. We just needed to get the focus back. I- I'm I'm for sure all business.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And when they are all done, they have five spells. What do they do? I don't know. I don't learn what that one does. But Kimkasi was talking about how their transfiguration mastery. They Did by making a spell that could give someone the strength of a draft horse by making Arlen do the same as they did with not making Arlen was their conduit you to become a master you have to fuck the master fuck the master (laughs) you no, you have you have to you have to cast with the Grandmaster yeah that's
0: that's uh, that's that's what I've been telling you all these years
1: (laughs) I'm sorry are you the Grandmaster in this situation
0: uh no Okay. I didn't say that. Good.
1: (laughs) I was about to be like, no, we don't get to assign like grandmaster and master to ourselves in the bedroom. We are equals. I didn't say that. Okay. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) I almost got real defensive.
0: (laughs) Almost. (laughs) I'm thinking about editing this all out. (laughs) By all of it. I mean the whole episode. The whole episode.
1: We'll start over. So anyway, the next day. Dom and Galiva are talking about how they still haven't had any luck with the divination finding the other missing wizards because nobody can handle being inside the silver. Galiva says she wishes that she could. She tried, but she still can't and part of it is because she has some bad blood with Marguerite and part of it is because she's terrified of the silver. Mm-hmm. So Dom offers to guide her. He, he says, "What if I'm the one who puts you in the silver instead?" Who's I know who? I've only been here for two weeks.
0: Galiva in the silver.
1: Yes, put okay. Galiva in the silver. Yeah. If Marguerite is there to supervise, then it is fully acceptable for them to do it. So they go up. They argue with Marguerite because she's a little too like she doesn't want to give it up. She wants to be the one to f- find the solution. Yeah. But eventually, Dom does get Galiva into the silver helps her comforts her guides her through it for the first five minutes and then 10 minutes and eventually the entire hour he edges the absolute fuck out of this poor woman <laughs> until she has a vision good for them yeah and Galiva overcomes her terrifying fear of the silver and she gives she gives Dom all of the credit for that because he was kind enough to guide her and when Marguerite gives him a lot of credit for that, he's like, Well, I just did the exact same thing that you did to me. Mm-hmm. You were very kind and gentle. It's not that hard to be good to people. See? It's not that hard to be good to people. <laughs> you it, know what I'm saying? It really Jesus isn't. Christ. Jesus Christ. But in exchange for giving up control of her divination room so that Dom and Galeva could try this, now Dom has to go into the silver next. He has agreed. He goes in and they both take turns edging the absolute fuck out of him for an hour this scene includes a really entertaining use of the silver because when you use the silver like if you lift someone's arm up it'll just stay there yeah if you move a body part it'll just stay there so they they fuck him with a giant butt plug and when they pull it out he's just gaped yeah and he continues to be gaped I'm not into gaping but there was gaping in this scene. (laughs) Enjoy if you're into that. A a cheap smut first. A cheap smut first. first, Gaping. I dropped my phone. Oh
0: no. As your producer I will bend over and pick it up and produce it for you.
1: Oh thank you so much. Now I've lost all of my notes and I have to scroll back down to where they are.
0: Timbo Jones being such a boy. Such a boy.
1: Okay here we go. So this scene includes gaping suspension. So like at one point they bend him over and he's like only being held up by like one a foot. And he feel, yeah. he literally feels like he's being suspended. It's, a, it's like I, I felt like I could call it quote unquote suspension. It would be mm-hmm. similar in terms of physical sensation. When they are finished with all of this, Dom has a vision of Ulbrick being attacked, his necklace stolen from him, and then Ulbrick being kidnapped. He sees one attacker who refers to the other by name. And now they have more information. Gal then shares the vision that she had while she was in the silver. Wizards are being held, tortured, and raped. Powers being stolen from them against their will. Yeah. So they go to Arlen with all of this information. When... Dom says the name Deeren out loud, which is the name of the attacker that was not seen. Suddenly they know what's going on. Deeren is a former adept of the Crux who was expelled for blatantly ignoring a stop. And he's a piece of shit. So now they know they now know what they're dealing with. They're dealing with a, a rapist who wants power. That's terrible, but easily killed in a lot of cases. Yeah. One hopes. So Arlen then declares that they are going to Ulbricht's last known location. They are going to begin their search from there. Dom is told to stay home at the Crux because he's just an adept and he's only been there for like two weeks. But he argues, no, because what you're doing is you're going up into the Hoboken Mountains. And I know that place better than anybody. Mm -hmm. So if you want, if I'm going and you're taking me as a guide. Yes, they agree they will leave in the morning. Gal and Dom spend the night snuggling. Just because they're sad and they need comfort, and so you snug. Yeah. If never, never underestimate the power of a good snug if you're the kind of person who likes snugs. The next morning, the retinue leaves. It is all of the wizards that we have met in the book so far, plus a few we haven't met yet, and all of Kankasi's most beautiful horses, because in addition to making horse people, they also breed beautiful horses. The Maeve right. are horse people. They okay breed horses they ride for three days dom gets to know his fellow travelers but he specifically avoids getting to know an orc master named garrett purely out of bias because he might be a sexual mary sue but he's not an actual mary sue yeah dom has his own biases that he has to get over and being from the hoboken mountains he has been taught his whole life to fear the orcs of the higher plains on the third night just as they are about to enter what they are considering close to enemy territory or old brick's last known location arlen asks everybody to give up any illusory magic anything they have that that, that will keep them unseen and unheard mm-hmm. overnight and they don't have enough magic So fuck it. They're going to have to cast on the
0: road. (laughs) Road orgy. Road orgy.
1: uh, So they are going to need two conduits this time to make sure they have strong enough magic. You gotta. To hide, I think it's eight humans and their horses and all their shit.
0: Everybody knows that for a spell like that, you gotta have two conduits. You gotta have
1: two conduits. So Dom volunteers, as does garrett the orc they will be conduit conduits for both abjuration which is the binding and rope play and illusion the school of magic that controls and manipulates the senses casting methods include sensory play and sensory deprivation so the two of them are tied together mm-hmm. chest to chest although they it, they can move independently their hands are Sorry, their hands are sort of <laughs> tied together up above them, but they can be moved independently because at one point they're like lying. Yeah. They're like bent over next to each other being fucked like a big H. <laughs> like the shit was crazy. I, I
0: was hoping that part of the illusion would be that you had to masturbate after you sat on your hand for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so it felt like it was somebody else's hand. <laughs> so,
1: so, yeah, yeah, that's really funny. I like that a lot. But oh, no, unfortunately. Well,
0: I mean, it's not it's not that interesting.
1: No, but it's funny. Yeah. Maybe for like unseen servant,
0: unseen servant, yeah, <laughs> or that, or just like you know a hazing uh. gag.
1: <laughs> you just have to sit on your hand, yeah, and jack it. off.
0: Yeah, this one seems really weird. You guys, everything else is like <laughs> here, get into this weird mist that's actually a liquid, and you know leaves your asshole open if we stick something in it. <laughs> this but is just jacking just, off with
1: just pins and needles. Sit
0: on your hand for thirty minutes. And then try to jack off. And I don't know, you, you, like, your hand, like, you can't control it because <laughs> it's dead fish. <laughs> so you're using the other hand to, like, push it I against it. I
1: never even thought of that, but you're absolutely right. Your hand wouldn't work, right?
0: No, it wouldn't.
1: <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Okay, so the two men are tied together, and then their mouths are muffled and gagged with, like, m- like those giant, like, leather strap mm. gags that go across your whole face. Yep they have four focuses each on their cocks and then they are passed around oh boy every single person in the party gets involved in this because apparently the stronger the like the it'll be stronger magic if more of them get involved i get sure Sure, yeah yes why not so they are like i said they are passed around dom loses track of exactly who fucks him but he is for, he for sure knows that King Kossi fucks him Galiva fucks him with a magical strap on and also another another wizard that he met but hasn't met yet named Thaddeus uh, by the end of all of this all he has is Garrett to hold on to as five more beads are put into his ass mm-hmm. as well and everything basically explodes but by the time they are all done They have all the spells they're ever going to need, and Dom and and Garrett now have a unique bond. Yeah. Uh, That's how you beat racism, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking what? (laughs) this was all a metaphor for racism (laughs) Dom was racist to the orc all he had to do was (laughs) get involved in a massive orgy with the orc until all that he could do to hang on to his reality while he was being fucked six ways to Sunday was (laughs) we're not so different after all was lean on (laughs) the one guy that he had a bias against wow that's how you beat racism that and after they're done and they're like sitting around the fire while the rest of the wizards are cleaning up and stuff the uh garrett is like hey uh do you know why you hate orcs has anyone ever like given you the history on that And Dom's like, no. And Garrett says, "Uh, yeah, that's because humans forced all of the uh, all of the orcs out of the Hoboken Mountains. And then when we tried to take our land back, uh, we were called the aggressors. And so eventually, we just left. Yeah. So congratulations, it's just racism. I was
0: gonna say, Dom's been watching high fantasy Fox News. Seriously, <laughs> getting bad information and about orcs. That's
1: how you beat racism. I mean, basic information and fucking. Okay." god oh my god uh dom you hear about dom yeah he went away to the crux and he came back all woke
0: <laughs> another woke indoctrination college <laughs> You hear dom hate doesn't hate orcs anymore what the fuck's up with that
1: that's what happens when you go over go down to straight them and they just fuck everybody's asses until they're all woke <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd be a lot of things after getting uh Your ass getting my ass fucked. But I don't know if, well no, I guess woke maybe would be woke is one of them. Pre- I mean I'm pretty woke to begin with, but yeah. uh
1: Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. All right, so they, they finish all of this. Dom and Garrett have healed the rift. They're friends now. It's cool. The next day they they get near the mine and they find the site where the original attack happened. The attack from Dom's vision. And several of the miners are cleaning that up. They fill in some of the gaps in terms of what's happening and the timeline for the attacks and the thefts that have been happening at the mine. The wizards are like, why, why are people attacking you for gold? And... The miners say it's not gold. It's this shit. It is the white stone previously thought to only exist in Stratham at the crux Mm -hmm. where a very large natural formation of it was carved into the high tower of the crux. Nobody else has this stuff. They found some. Mm -hmm. So now they are being robbed and attacked by rogue wizards who want access to what, again, I said earlier is called Magellan. Mm-hmm. so this is now an extra big problem because before they thought oh well rogue wizards or not they only have so many focuses that ha- that they have stolen from the missing masters no they have as much access as they need to at least a cartful of the stuff mm-hmm. this is a real problem so Arlen as the Grand Master of the Crux seizes control of the mine and orders it sealed uh, so that they now have control over the seam of Magelline He also pays all of the remaining miners, like Triple, to go away. Mm -mm. And they're so happy with that, obviously. You mean I don't have to go underground and dig for gold in the dark and the cold and the dangerous? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. Bye. After they conclude everything with the mine and they get all the information that they can about Ulbrich and the other rogue wizards, it's time to start tracking. So Dom finds the original attack site and as their guide and resident hunter and also Garrett who is from? Is an orc, so is also from the Hoboken area, they start making their way, tracking through the woods. They track for like two days. It's really slow going. Dom makes a couple of mistakes. He starts feeling really down about himself. And eventually they reach a slab of limestone that is like a mile long. They can't possibly track footprints over it. Mm-hmm. So he thinks they're fucked until he remembers, oh shit, I have a, a spiritual wolf at my disposal at all yeah. times. So he manifests his familiar and has her track Ulbrich by scent. They continue to track all the way to the mouth of a cave where the the rogues have been hiding. And they find the woman from Dom's vision Mm -hmm. waiting outside. She's guarding the place. She says she's a mercenary. She was hired to do a job. She's already been paid. So three of the wizards aren't inside right now. They're gone. There's only two left. If you want to get your people back, now's the time. I just don't want to die. So go. So they tie her up, leave her with the horses, go in. But before they can go into the cave, Arlen tells Dom, "This is where you stop. Like you're not here as a as a wizard, so you can't go inside the yeah, dangerous you're a place." A guide. Yeah. <laughs> So he has Dom turn on an illus- uh, an illusory sh- force field or shield that makes him invisible. And he tells him to stand outside of the cave and wait. Dom trains an arrow on the cave and waits for a very long time. But then nobody comes out. He's starting to get a little worried. And then he hears the other three wizards coming up the side of the mountain. And they have another captive with them while he's watching them trying to decide whether or not he should try to rescue this captive or take these wizards out before they ever even get into the cave or what one of those wizards notices all of the footprints from the retinue Mm -hmm. because in all of their tracking, they never really thought to cover their own tracks. Oops.
0: Rookie mistake.
1: Rookie mistake. So they leave their captive outside, like in a magical cage and they go inside and Dom follows. He loses track of them inside of the cave tunnels, but eventually he finds the room where all of the missing masters are being held. He finds Alessandre and three others chained up, but there are five total and Ulbrick is the only one that isn't in the room. He finds him even further into that, like into that room. There is another passage beyond where Ulbrick is chained to the floor and he is being beaten and he is about to be assaulted by one of the rogue wizards. He's begging for him to stop and he won't. So Dom shoots him in the, shoots him in the eye with an arrow mm. and saves Ulbrick's life. He then gets Ulbrick out of that room and back to the rest of the missing masters. He is now visible. So all of them are like, holy shit, you, we didn't see you come in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Been here the whole time. Yeah.
1: Uh, and he leaves Ulbrich with them, promising that he will come back and release them all. But he has to go find the rest of the retinue and le- let them know that he has found the missing wizards. He goes to continue to search for his friends and he finds them. They have been outflanked. They're in the center of the central cave structure. And the like the main bad guy, is off to one side. Two of his henchmen are off to the other side. They're bringing rubble down on everybody's heads most of them are very badly injured. So they're fucked. Deeran is holding up this incredibly thick, impenetrable magic shield, but it only covers the front of his body. And Dom came in from the back. So he fires an arrow into Deeran's shoulder. Mm-hmm which effectively distracts him enough that his shield breaks. Um, He turns and everybody for one second thinks Dom's going to die because he's reaching for something and like he's going to kill Dom now. But instead he chooses to run. He teleports away. They get the rest of the master, or they get the other two rogues that are still alive. Mm -hmm. And... Tie them up, treat everybody's wounds. They go, they get the missing wizards, they leave, and they start their journey back home. The mercenary is gone, though. Mm. She cut her way out. She's She was never going to stay. Uh, they make their way all the way home. It is a two-week-long trip because they have so many extra wizards. They don't have enough supplies, so by the very end of it, Dom is hunting for all of their food. It is a really rough road. But eventually, they get back to the crux, and they receive a hero's welcome Dom especially is considered the hero of the hour because without him, none of this would have happened. Mm. Everyone is well-received. All of the missing wizards go to their little found family units. They go to infirmary if they need to. Kinkasi is very injured, so they go to infirmary, and they spend several days there getting healed up from a really bad injury. And Dom goes to just sort of slink away, but Arlen catches him and says... Hey, you are amazing. I know you've only been in the crux for a month, but considering that your work in divination is the only thing that got these missing wizards home, I am awarding you your mastery in divination today. He has now broken the record (laughs) for fastest mastery. He's been there a month, and he's now a mastery of divination. Jeez Louise. Fantastic. Good job, Dom. But it's not over yet because Dom also... Oh, disobeyed a direct order when he went inside of the cave, and while it was the right thing to do, Arlen still doesn't like being yeah. disobeyed. He's the Grand Master after all, so he's got to. Dom's got to be punished, and his punishment is that he is going to be made a target. To be made a target means that until Arlen says otherwise, Dom is going to be wearing red robes, and any wizard in the Crux can use him as a conduit whenever they want Mm -hmm. obviously the stop uh, will always apply but you could just be walking down the hallway and somebody could just be like get on your knees it's time to do some illusion magic Mm -hmm. fucking crazy so dom is a little bit excited because he hasn't had sex in two weeks since they left the Mm -hmm. longer even well no No, because he got passed around on the third night. So it's uh, it's been at least two weeks. And he's like, I need to get laid. Uh, (laughs) And then he spends the next two weeks not getting laid. Because Wizards in the Crux will just grab him and tease him and kiss him and touch his junk. And at one one night, Alessandre and Marguerite, who are a very close couple come into his bedroom to edge the fuck out of him. But he does not get any for two weeks and he is losing his mind until eventually one morning after breakfast in the mess hall, there's an orgy. <laughs> That's how we end this book.
0: Well. With an orgy. <laughs> uh,
1: because Dom still has one school of magic. splashing That he hasn't learned yet. Sploshing. No. Um, They are going to be casting enchantment with this elaborate gangbang which is how it was described in the book okay as an elaborate gangbang which they organized because they love dom so much because he's so great they were like we wouldn't have we wouldn't have organized the elaborate gangbang if you weren't the best dom <laughs>
0: we would we <laughs> would a nice thing to say we wouldn't organize the elaborate gangbang if we didn't like you
1: exactly do you guys like me Do you, like, really like me? How many times do I have to sit on your face, Dom and I?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Didn't I sit on your face and tell you this whole orgy was for you, Dom? Seriously. Well.
1: Anyway. So this orgy, they are casting enchantment, the school of magic that can entrance and beguile others. Casting methods include humiliation, degradation, and other forms of mental manipulation. So two weeks of being constantly teased, and then a sudden orgy they're pro- they're going to be producing several um I can't remember what the spell was it was like like a like a surprise spell like a take you by shot like a shock spell it's
0: like a flash mob that Seriously. just kept going
1: yeah so by the time they are all done every single person that Dom knows in this institution has had a go at him Jeez. um he is used abused spent f- face fucked face sat think of a thing you can do to a person Consensually. Yeah. And it got done to Dom. And when they are all done, Gal and Ulbrich carry him to the baths because he's y- completely... on yeah. un- Like, he's not mentally there anymore. He is deep in con space. But they take him down to the baths. They do all of their aftercare. They wash him. They tell him how wonderful he is and what a great job he did. They praise him for his incredible work. And they all lived hornily ever after. The end. Mm-hmm. That is the... First book in the Sex Wizard series where, by Omethea Faust. Where do you go from there? The second book is about Dom learning casting. Oh. So boy. the first book was him as a conduit. The second book is all about him learning casting. So and the third book is called, I think it's called Championship. So God, I hope it's like fuck Olympics. <laughs> I really hope it's like fuck Olympics. Because <laughs> that's amazing. I hope it's like the Tri-Wizard tournament, but for porn. Sport fucking. Sport fucking. Absolutely. So that was initiation. Un fucking
0: believable. Seriously. What a goddamn way to bring back.
1: I don't even. It felt like it got a little like it started like the energy started to die at the end there but i think it's maybe just me because i'm tired
0: oh no there were a couple times where i was spacing the absolute hell out when
1: i looked at i looked over to you like t- five minutes ago you were sleeping yeah <laughs>
0: no it, i am I'm i am so, gas yeah
1: we are so tired but we I, did have we like a long day like my parents came over and we went out to dinner as a family taking two children to a restaurant with it's a lot
0: yeah no i am i am done so and and because we have to extend the ending a little bit now of the show what are we reading next week
1: next week i am reading by the horns by Gemma croft do you remember in rook's grave when i promised you that i would read you a minotaur book yes i'm gonna read you a minotaur book next week baby
0: oh boy actually you you asked me i i edited this part out you asked me if we were gonna do what are you into this episode ran long so yes. I think we're going to punt on this one for okay. now because we've got a lot of stuff to cover. And with that said, you can find us on social media. We are on Instagram and TikTok at Cheap Smut. If you would like to send us an email, you may do so. Cheap Smut Pod at gmail.com. The music that you hear in this And every episode is called Nostalgia by Makai Beats. You can find it along with thousands of other songs free of charge for you to use at the Free Music Archive, freemusicarchive.org. Uh, you can go to our link tree which you can find on our Instagram page uh, and at the top it the top link is always going to be the book of the week. It is not an affiliate link. We do not get any money for this. We're just trying to help the authors out. I don't remember how to do this outro but I'm just going to wedge this in now because we would like to thank all of our Patreon supporters Tia Esk, Rob Gatika, Angela McNichols, Katie Hurd, Gwendolyn Harper, Seneca O and Rebecca K. and if you would like to join that list of people you could do so for By supporting us on Patreon All we ever ask for you is one Dollar That is all we ever ask for because uh, well, It's cheap smut So there you go I'm going to have to go back and re-listen to some old episodes To make sure I didn't miss anything on the outro (laughs) But uh, with that said Thank you so much everybody for joining us Thank you so much for taking me on that journey That was bug fucking insane and I loved it it
1: was every second of it It was fantastic It's I'm so glad to be back to doing the show, man. Me too. I'm so glad to be back to reading these wild fucking books.
0: Oh, there there was a moment there I was
1: like, are we ready? We're ready. We're so ready.
0: Now I'm ready to go to bed. Hell
1: yes. I'm so tired. Listener, if there is a book in you, write it. And if there's fucking in it, I'll read it. And
0: then she will come on this show and explain it to me for your entertainment. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.